Yeah, that was a mirror, by the way. That was me. That was me in a mirror. I wanted to try and explain to you today something that's inexplicable, the Trinity. So it is considered by the church the central doctrine. We have this hierarchy of truths. So some truths in, in our faith are more important than others. And the one at the very, very tippy top is the mystery, the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, that God is one God, one being, one essence, but there are three relations, there are three persons, we call them, in that one Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, why did I have my little, uh, my little mirror here? Jesus described himself a little bit like the mirror image of the Father. St. Paul picks this up, especially in the letter to the Colossians, and says of Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. And then John, St. John says, and no one has ever seen him. It reminds me a little bit of the of a black hole. If you've seen the recent pictures, some recently of the black hole in the middle of our galaxy, in the middle of the Milky Way, and there's been another one of uh, is it M87, another another galaxy. So you these pictures that are actually of radio waves from these black holes. And that apparently every single galaxy, of which there's what a hundred billion, at the heart of every single galaxy, there is a black hole. The cool thing about that picture of the black hole is it's not actually a picture of a black hole because that would be like having a picture of the invisible man. If he's wearing clothes, you would see clothes, right? I go, aha, I infer from the fact that I see clothes, but not a face or a person, that there's a person in there, but he's invisible. The images of the black hole, it's not actually the black hole we're seeing, it's the particles and the light that's sort of flying around, even just the event horizon, not even the black hole, like the actual substance of the black hole. It's just the place where the gravity gets too extreme, so nothing escapes. So it's the stuff that's kind of flying around going, ah, help me, don't let me get sucked in. That stuff is what we're seeing. Interesting, right? When you look at one of those black hole images, you're going to go, okay, so we can see something of what's kind of around God, almost like angels in, you know, in the court of God, you know, around and go, you're amazing. But we can't actually see him unless he was to make himself known. What was needed was a Jesus. A Jesus had to come. The Jesus, the only one, the revealer of the Father, the Word. It's like this, this Word from the depths of a black hole where nothing comes. That's why they're black, because the gravitational force is so strong that even light gets sucked in. And it's as if right from the depths of that inky blackness comes this Word. Suddenly, this neon light is turned on. You're like, that is not possible. And from the depths of this unknowability comes a revelation, comes knowledge, comes a face. This is why we kind of freak out about Christmas. This is why it's so important. Like Jesus was conceived nine months before Christmas. Why would we, why would we be so into Christmas? Because this was the first time that we saw God's face. That's a huge deal. This was the longing uh, expressed so beautifully throughout the whole Old Testament to see God and to live. Uh, lots of folks would say in the Old Testament, you know, I've seen God, I'm going to die, or, or it's impossible to see God and live. So seeing this little baby's face was to see the face of God. And that's, that's real. That's, that's not like, no, it's, you know, Jesus has just took on a human form, but it's not really him. Is just, you know... A human, but it's like an avatar. It's an avatar. Wrong. <laughs> you, my friend, if you thought that thought, 
you're wrong. Now that doesn't mean that God the Father now has this little baby face. So we don't wanna to go too far, but we can say that the face of Jesus, that little baby's face or that 30 whatever year old man's face is the face of God. Now this is really important because often we can have like, oh no, I like Jesus, that sort of attitude. Oh no, Jesus, I'm cool with Jesus. But the Father, oof, harsh. And we've got all of these right connections and triggers from probably from our parents and our teachers and all the rest of it. And then we dump all of those on God the Father. Not sure about him. He's a bit quiet, probably stern and angry, Old Testament style. Nope, no, 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 it's the one God. If you love Jesus, you also love the Father. If you like what Jesus says, he says that because he only says what he hears the Father saying. If you like the way Jesus looks at you in your prayer, that's the way the Father looks at you because Jesus is just revealing the heart. Of, Jesus is the revealing of the heart of the Father. Now, last up is the Holy Spirit. How do we get this in here? As adults, we're pretty used to seeing our image, right? In a mirror or in our camera or phone or whatever it is. So we're kind of used to that. But have you ever uh, experienced hearing yourself and been like, oh, that's not me. Maybe you have heard yourself a lot, but usually we, we're not used to that as kids. We get used and over the shock of seeing ourselves in the mirror when we're little babies, so we don't remember that shock maybe. But hearing ourselves, I remember kind of going, oh. Now I'm totally used to it, <laughs> way too used to it. Love the sound of my voice. But it's like this way in which we grow to know something of ourselves. First of all, our, our image, visible image, then our auditory image, the sounds that our voice make, the characteristics of our voice. But there's there's other things, right? There's touch, the way you touch, you're used to that, the way you move, maybe the way your body feels as you move in your body. There's all of these things about you that make you, you, your personality. Now imagine a mirror that didn't just reflect back your visible image. It wasn't just to reflect back light rays. It also reflected back a voice and, and also a smell and also a personality. Imagine a mirror that was so perfect, it reflected back everything that you are, not just like an image following you, but as an actual person. Now it might be kind of hard to, to imagine, but hopefully you can see like there's different ways in which you and aspects of you are mirrored back, yeah. So if something could fully express and contain all that you are, it couldn't just be a mirror image, it would actually be a person, right? And this is, this is what Jesus is. He is another person. One being, one substance, one essence with the Father, but another person. There's an actual capacity for relationship between the Father and the Son. Also remember, as you, as you learn to, to listen to your voice, you grow to accept your voice that this is really me. You can even grow to love your voice. Now that could go in a bad direction, and sometimes it does with me, but it also can go in a good direction to know, love, and accept yourself as created and gifted to yourself by God. The same too with how you look in the mirror. That's a thing, an area that lots of us need to work on. Loving ourselves, loving our body image, and accepting ourselves as a gift from God. Now, when the Father looks at the Son, he is looking at his mirror image and more. He is looking at this other person who is the perfect expression of him. And he loves in Jesus what, he, what is in himself. He loves himself perfectly, but he also loves this other perfectly. And this other, Jesus, the Son, loves the Father perfectly. Now, this love for another is, you could kind of say something new, right? So, in God, there is no time. And they are all the persons in the Trinity are co-eternal, 
So there wasn't like a, a chronological, first there was God, then there was the Son, then there was the Holy Spirit, even at the speed of light. You know, it was, no, they have always been eternally in existence. But there is a, a kind of a primacy of, of being. So the Father is, is considered, you know, he's the source, and then the Son, and then the Spirit. So I'm not about to talk about a time issue here. I'm talking about a existential. Mm. Primacy of existential, whatever. Just say it, Columba. Okay. There's something new in the Father loving the Son. First of all, his image had to be reflected and then he could love that image. And then that loving is something new after this image already exists, right? And the son's love for the father. Again, the father pre-existed the son having a love for him. Therefore, there's something new. And the son loving the father was something that the father didn't have. The father didn't have the son's love for the father. <laughs> so this love, this mutual love of father for son and son for father is something new that wasn't in the original image, if you will. And that this also is reflected back to the father and reflected back to the son. Like there's a third or a second mirror. And we call this because this is again, when God shines, it doesn't just go off like light off a sun. It, it is another being, it's another person. So just as the sun is this perfect reflection and is this new person called the sun, so too this love actually also has become another person, the Holy Spirit. That he is this love of this father and the son for each other. And then also the father, son for love for the spirit and you know, and so it gets far too complicated for this little video. So there's my little musings on the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on the Trinity. I hope that's been helpful. And I hope it's especially it helps you understand how lovable the Father truly is. God bless you.